You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. My name is Ray Rose, and we are broadcasting. Amen. This is a live broadcast. Amen, amen. And I'm glad to uh, be with you today. And we are about to get started. Amen. This is a live broadcast. I'm glad to be with you today. Details here. There we go. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm glad to be with you. Uh, um, hope I'm coming through all right. I had to do something a little different, you know, than what I normally do. But it's all good. We're going to go ahead and um, get this word out. And hope that hopefully um, that um, everything will work out the way it should. And maybe we're going to say a little prayer about that in a minute. And, uh, but I just want to welcome you to the Christian Speed Talk Radio. This is Friday Night Joy. Amen. Um, we do this time to make what, every, what? One second and no, one second and fourth Friday, amen. Friday night joy. And today's message I got for you guys praying for us is specific instructions, amen. We're going to get a little bit more in detail than just specific instructions. We're going to talk actually about God's plan for us, not only specific instructions, okay, but it's also His plan for us. It's also specific timing and a, a specific outcome. So this is going to probably be a series. I don't know how long I'm going to be with it. Um, at this point, I'm just willing to, 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 to do or to go wherever God tells me or leave me to go. But I just want to welcome you um, with us today. And if this is your first time, by all means, send us a notice, man. Send us a shout-out to everybody, at gmail.com. Please, by all means, check us out on our website. Uh, share, share, okay? Share uh, a lot the, all the broadcasts. We have about 11, between 11 and 13, I think, different um, podcasts that come on with other people other than just me, amen. And we've been doing this now for about nine years, and God has blessed the ministry to to be broadcasting in quite a few different countries, over 130-some different countries and listening base. And so that ain't us, that ain't me, that's all God, man. But he gets all the glory. None of the glory goes to goes to, uh, goes to us, amen. So uh, feel free to share. Feel free if you have a desire to sow a seed into the ministry. We are 501c3 company. You can do that by going to our website, com and clicking on the Donate Now button. It will take you to the PayPal account, or you can donate uh, different ways. We are in the process of updating that, too. Check out our website. Again, it has all the different hosts and um, some, uh, some, of the, some of the older broadcasts there. I mean, it has a lot of information. Amen. Um, we still are yet in the process of updating that. Amen. But, but before we set a prayer, I do want to um, let you know and remind you of History Bound and Grace from Minister Vanessa Rams. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Amen. For right now, I think it might might change it to first and the second Tuesday. I'm not sure yet. We work it out some details with that. Silas and Change, the Pastor Paul Morgan is at the first and second Wednesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with 
Pastor Pat Randall. It's the first and second Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, Friday Night Joy, it's the first and second and, and fourth Friday. I do that those Fridays. Sometimes I bring in a guest at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life is the first and the third Sunday at 7 p.m. Okay. Um, our, our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call. Amen. The dollar number is 267-807-9605. The access code is 732-499-POUND. Amen. You can definitely listen to Reverend Gwen. Uh, she, she does do a lot of teaching, but she do a lot of prayer. This is a praying woman, God. You also can listen later at 267-807-9608. The access code is 732-499. Our monthly broadcast is follow Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones. is every first Monday at 7 p.m. In fact, she just finished doing an interview this um, this Monday, last Monday, with um, Minister Vanessa Williams and her new book, The Girl in Chapel Here. So uh, you can go back and listen to that. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday at 7 p.m., and then Vision Never the Truth is every second and fourth Mondays at 8 p.m. Matters of the Heart, and then it's a singer's ministry, and then it's every third Friday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful is uh, with a, a group of young people is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Hour three, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. A bunch of brothers getting a big, keeping it real, man. Uh, Marriage Takeover with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Okay, all times are Eastern Standard Time, amen. All times are Eastern Standard Time. So, again, let's go ahead and get started with prayer. Father God, we come today first to give you honor, God, to glorify your name for truly you are good, God. Again, let's go ahead and you are God. You are awesome, God. We give you praise. We worship you in spirit and in truth. There is none like you in all the earth, God. You, the one that has brought us a mighty long way. When we look back over our life and we realize all the things that we have been through, it was truly nobody but you. You did it, too. You remember us in the midst of our storms. You were the one to remember us in the midst of chaos. You were the one to remember us when we didn't know which way to go. You were the one that called us by name, Lord Jesus. When the enemy came against us like a flood, God, you were the one, Lord Jesus, that raised up a standard and raised up the banner, God, and to remind enemy that we have been bought by the price, God. So we give this broadcast to you. We pray that you will have your way, Holy Spirit, that you will speak your words, Holy Spirit, that People may be blessed, God, from the north and from the south and from the east and from the west, that somebody might cry, what must I do to be saved, God? We pray today, God, that you would just have your will. We realize now, time after time after time again, that we can't do this by ourselves, God, that we need you, Holy Spirit, in all that we do. We need you today, God, to come, God, things that are wrong and to make them right, God. We need you today, God, to come, Lord Jesus. And begin, God, to, to restore what the canker worm and the locust and the grasshopper and the palmer worm has eaten, God. We need you today, today, God, to come and set the atmosphere. You set the atmosphere, God. You set the atmosphere. You do the paradise, God. You do whatever is needed. We need you today, God, to bring families back together, God, to restore those things that have been taken away from me today, to bring forth healing, Holy Spirit. We need you more than ever. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen. 
So again, I want to welcome you to the broadcast. This is Green Christmas Week Talk Radio. My name is Reverend Ray. Amen. Uh, we're broadcasting. This is a live broadcast on Dutch Friday. Amen. And we are grateful uh, to be with you today, okay? So our topic again is we're going to talk about God's plan uh, for us, and we're going to talk about three different parts of God's plan for us, amen. Um, and God's um, plan for us mainly deals with uh, specific instructions. It deals with uh, specific timing, <laughs> and it definitely has a specific outcome, okay? Specific instructions, specific timing, and a specific outcome. So we are overjoyed, amen, when we uh, begin to study this and to read the different scriptures and how they relate and everything and realize that it's not possible for me to do this all in one broadcast. So that's why we decided to do it more like like this. So let's keep me in prayer as we go through this. Amen. And and I, I pray that it will be a blessing to you like it was a blessing to me. And still is blessing me. Amen. Amen. So God's plans for us. God's plans for us. One of the things that I thought about when I came across topic, and actually I got this topic in a dream. Amen. The topic came from the dream. I was in uh, the dream of, I mean, I was sleeping and I woke up and uh, sleeping and I was dreaming about this and I thought about it. I said, well, let me write, let me get up and just begin to think about it and everything. And that's exactly what I did. And one of the first scriptures that pops in my mind that God plans for us is coming out of Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 and 13. And this is what it says. It says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all of your heart. He said, but I know the thoughts I think towards you. God has a plan. God knows what he's doing. All we have to do is get to a point where we begin to trust the Holy God. Trust him. Trust him that, and understand that the Holy Spirit is leading us in the guidance. Trust him. One of the things that took place, uh, we can read a couple of them in scriptures and stuff like that to get to the plan of talking about the plan that God has for us. One thing that took place that I remember um, saying a prayer late right now, I couldn't sleep, and I was in deep thought, and uh, I wasn't in any kind of body pain, but I began to reflect on uh, where I was in my relationship to, with God. And I began to pray a prayer. I said, God, you know how I am. You know my ups, my downs, my tears, my frowns. You know everything there is to know about me. You know how I feel. You know when I'm not good. You know when I'm good. So I'm saying, I begin to say, God, I want to begin to pray a prayer like this. God, I want to please you in every aspect of my life. And then I said, but God, I don't trust me because I'm in flesh, but I trust the Holy Spirit is in you. So what I asked God is, I said, God, I want you to indulge me. I want you already to answer this scripture, and I didn't probably get a chance to pray, but I want you to cause me to worship you and to give you glory. I said, said to God, I said, I don't want you to leave it up to my own device because I'll mess it up every time. But if I lean on you and if I trust you and if I believe in you, I know that you would never, ever leave me astray. And I began to weep and stuff like that because that desire um, to, to be with him and to please God and 
to worship him and, and, and to hear him say, well done, that desire to want to be in a place that, that I just begin to glorify God for all that he has done. When I look back over my life and I look at all the things and all the adversities and all the uh, storms of life and all the trials and tribulations, all the sickness and disease, all the, the breakups, all the heartbreaks and everything, truly it was nobody but God that brought me through it. I'm, I'm glad I'm saying God, but I'm not including Jesus here. But I'm grateful to our Lord for bringing us, bringing me through those things. I could not have made it without the Lord that was on my side. Ain't no way in the world that I would have been able to take a step or to breathe or to, to feel like I was able to get through without him being on my side. I didn't understand it as much as I do now, back in the day, that God had a plan for me. When I had the stroke, I thought it was all over. And I listened to a lot of people say, oh, this is over. He's not going to do this. But God had other plans. So there comes a time that we have to, whose report would you believe? I, for me in my house, I chose to believe the report of God, of Christ, that he gave me that particular day. He said to me that you should live and not die. I choose to believe that plan so that when I uh, begin to think about that, and begin to worship God. Every now and then I go through it and I begin to re-examine my relationship with and what I am and what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. Am I being obedient to the Spirit? Am I listening to hear His voice? Am I watching too much TV? Am I watching something on TV that I shouldn't be watching, either on TV or social media? What am I doing with my time? Is my time spent in, 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 in fellowship and in worship and studying of His Word? Is my time spent ministering to others and everything? Is my time spent wisely, you know, why is daylight? Because in my time, no one can do it. Amen. God's plan. So those are questions that I ask myself, but you should be able to be in a place that you should be asking yourself the same question. Did I look at something too long in the wrong way, God? And if I did, I plead and I, I, I throw myself at the mercy seat of God and ask for forgiveness. And I did that prayer that he would take whatever desires is in me that is not like him completely out. Not saying I don't want to be human anymore. I want to continue to be human or have life in this land until my until my number is gone, until my days is up. But I also I want to walk worthy of the land. I want to walk worthy of the vacation where we are called. Amen. And Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight, it says, To everything there is a season and a time into every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up, that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to win, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace for everything there is a season for everything <coughs> there is a season y'all God plans of us that he has for us knows those seasons 
we may not know those teachings. We might be going through a season right now, a season or a seasonal period of time that's in our life and everything that might be causing wrecking havoc on your life. But everything has a season. It's not going to last always. There was a song that they used to sing back in the old days that I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. There's always just going to be a season until the end of the day. There's a season for every day to be facing. There's a season that seems to be going on that um, uh, even among preachers and among the singers and among people that's in the church, they're going through this season that everything seems to be turned upside down, uh, top, top side heavy or whatever the case may be. But we know that nothing lasts forever. And we know that we are able to get through that season because the plan that God has for us said that we should live and not that. The plan that God has for us will allow us to go through us, not to destroy us, but to make us stronger. For I know the thoughts that I think to you, said the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expecting end, that you should call upon me, and you should go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you a season of prayer, a season of God, hearkening unto us, to, to us. Amen. You shall seek me, a season of seeking the Lord, and we shall find him, a season of finding him. And when you shall search for me with all your heart, everything, even during the season that we're going to, no matter what the season may be, is searching God with all our heart. I'm searching God in our, all our heart. In Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 39, it says, And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I want to put emphasis on whose purpose. His purpose, what? His purpose, his plan, his desire, his his future, his, his outlook, not ours. You know, we think that we know everything. Some of us think that we have answers for everything, but we really don't. It's truth be told, we don't know the plans that God has for us. We only catch a glimpse in everything. We only pray, and that's why it's important that we ask God to, we ask Lord Jesus to lead us and to guide us to every truth, to lead us to guide us in our, in our direction. Lord, order my steps. Order my steps. In other words, God, whatever steps that I'm taking, God, let it be ordered by you. He said, we know all things work together for the good of the love God to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate, you know, to be conformed to the image of his son. In other words, before he 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 he, he called it, he also foreknew. He also predestined. He also knew the plan. I'm like, I know the plan I have for you to be conformed to the image of his son. God's plan for us to do was to be conformed to the image of his son. He might be the firstborn among many brothers. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, he also he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God has a plan for us, who can be against the plan of God has for us? You know, who can be? He, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we, he not with him, also freely give us all that? He was being willing to do. He did it for his son that he loved and sacrificed. Guess what? He's willing to do the same thing for us. Son was willing to give his life for us. 
Verse 33 says, and who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is ever, even at the right hand of God, who also make it intercession for us. God's plan for us, Christ's intercession for us. He knows the plans he has for us. Who should, who should separate us from the love of Christ? Who? What what person, what demonic force, what things are separated from the love of Christ? The tribulation, things that we go through, you know, trials that we have to face, difficulties, people that we have to meet, or people that hate us because of the color of their so tribulation or distress. We stressed out about this and we stressed that we anxious about that, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril of sword, or worried about that, or worried about dying, or worried about somebody trying to come out and get us. Who? Verse 36, the editor is written, but I think we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Making all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that, that love us. We are more than conquerors through him that love us. On my own, I'm not a conqueror, but through Jesus Christ, I'm a conqueror. I'm not just a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor thoughts, Things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature should be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. None of these things can separate us from the love of God. There is a plan that's in motion for you and for me. Whoever you are listening to this, there's a plan that's in motion. I know it may not seem like it right now. I know that you might have your back up against the wall. I know right now that you got people knocking on your door trying to get in, but there's a plan that God has for you right now. And all you got to do is stand still and hold on and see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. One of the things I liked about this particular thing, he said, no, they, they, in the verse 30, he said, I betray that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. That means even your future, even your so-called future can't change the plan that God has for you. Your so-called future can't change it. Whatever somebody has destined your future where every Christian has been spoken against your life cannot change the plan that God has for you. It can't change it. It will take away the love of Christ, the love of God from you. It won't do it. It has no power, nor does it have the authority. You know, people curse you, well, you'll never be this and you'll never be that and all of this stuff and you're going to always be poor. No, none of that matters. When it comes to the plan of God, because if God said yay and amen to you, and when it comes to wealth, I'm not talking about being rich, but I'm talking about wealth, then you have it. He, 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 the, the Bible says that the, the cattle on a thousand, thousand hills belong to him. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. So all those things belong to him. All those things belong to him. Let me read a couple more. All right. Amen. Keep track of time here. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, in Second Timothy chapter uh, one, verses seven through ten, I think I'm going to yeah, read this. Says, but God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not, not be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of, of me his prison, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose. 
All of this has been done because of God's own, own purpose. God is not giving us a fear of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. His purpose, his plan is operating in us, and it's not operating in fear, okay? You know, but it's our power and love and of a sound mind. You cannot lose your mind if God is in control of your life. You might have some good days and you might have some bad days, but guess what? There's a purpose and there's a plan. And even by some things that you fall down, God is there to pick you up right there. Even though you fall down, he's there to pick you right back up, brush you off, put a ring on your finger, put a crown upon your head, and hold out his up to you and say, come. Come. Come unto me. So verse 9 says again, who has saved us to call us with a holy call, but not according to our work? but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to, given us in Christ before the world began, before the world began, before the world was, was began, y'all, we was called. We had purpose. There was a plan, you know, in Christ, in Christ. Everything up to the, the, the birth of Christ was the plan being worked out, was direction, was instruction being worked out, and amen. Okay. Amen. Now this says, um, I just got an alert here. It says, all right, let me just read. Oh, verse 10. Okay, second to, um, chapter 1, verse 10. It says, but it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel. And, you know, he has brought life and immortal. We are immortal because of Christ. Because of the gospel, we are immortal. We are immortal. Yeah. We don't have to uh, think the way that we did before. You know, God has a plan for us. You know, God, and I want to talk a little bit about specific instruction. And God gives us a plan that's always specific instruction. Amen. I am, and there's a few verses. Um, that I want to read, but before I do that, I want to talk about some things for you, okay? So the specific instruction means that we are to follow instruction that will lead us to the best results, that will lead us to the best outcome, and it's more than enough. <laughs> when we follow God's specific instruction, it will lead us to the best results, the best outcome, and it's more than enough. It's more than enough because He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and, he, and the end. He sees the end of the thing before we even come know anywhere near. When we just start out, he, Jesus already knows what the end is going to be to it. You know, that's why it's important that we follow instructions. That's why it's important that we follow instructions. I wanted to read First Kings chapter 17, verses 1. Amen. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to come back to that later on the Friday broadcast because what I want to read now. Um, I want to read this. It comes from, from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. This is what it says. It says, when they do not enter Jerusalem and will come to Bethpage and to the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, go into the village over against you, and straight away ye shall find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say unto you, you ye should say, the Lord hath needed them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be prophesied, 
may be, be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon the ass in a coat, and a coat but full of ass. And disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the coat, and put on them their clothes, and they set him up thereof. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees and straw in the way. And the multitude of us were before him, and the father cried and said, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in, in the highest. And when it was come to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now, the, one of the things that struck out to me when I read this whole scripture, that he told the disciples to go. And they had to follow specific instructions on what to do. And, 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 and if you notice in here, there were um, prophetic instructions too, because he told them exactly what they were going to see. He said, verse 2 said, saying to him, go into the village over against you, and straightway you should find an ass tied and a coat with her. Here he said, exactly what you're going to see, you're going to find an ass and you're going to find a coat. He said, now, when you get, when you go going into the village, I want you to loose them, all right? Loose them and bring them unto me. Instructions. Instructions. You know, the, the, the outcome, when we talk about the outcome, the outcome of what God does is for his glory. All the glory, we benefit from it, but it's for his glory. We get blessed when we're obedient, but it's for his glory. It's for his glory. It says, and if any man sought unto you, you ye shall say, if a man, man ask you, what are you doing taking that? You know, because keep in mind, these things belong to somebody else. And he said, the time he said, the Lord has needed them, and straightway he will send them. The Lord said, the Lord has needed them. And we don't know whether these, these people knew Jesus or whether they were just there at the time. But notice the one thing I know about the Bible. The Bible doesn't say that they were fought against, that they were arguing. They let them take it. They let them take it. This guy, when the Jews left Egypt, man, they took all kinds of riches. In fact, they gave it to them to take with them. They gave it to them. You know, that's the God that we serve, man. And, and uh, listen, amen. So, I, I mean, just the instructions. And they said, they, and they, verse 7 said, they brought their ass in the coat, they put on them their clothes, and they set him upon them, set him upon their own, and a very great multitude. See, because they followed the instructions, the plan that God had given them. There was a great multitude, y'all. This is where God began to get the glory, okay? And then later on, they would say, crucify him. But right now, listen, they, they are following. They, it's awesome. It's a great multitude spread their garments in the way and others cut down branches from the trees and, and straw them in the way. In other words, they made a path, okay? They made a path for the king of all kings. They made a path for him. You know, and the multitude that went before us, and that father cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Nothing really doing it in the front. They don't realize what they said because he's not, he wasn't the son of David. He was the son of the living God. But it's okay. But he did that in, the, in front of him and in, in back. On the side, they laying down 
a foundation, and they land down a road full of uh, their clothing, their cloth, and um, uh, and Paul, and everything, and they're saying, Hosanna. Saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. They say, Hosanna in the highest. You know? So they worshiping God, Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. They worshiping Him. They let they they land that they for somebody to throw their their cloth in on the ground and stuff like that, so that you could walk over or so that you could ride over and stuff like that. And during the time, it was a it was the essence of showing honor and respect, like you would do for a king. You know, it was a kingly thing to do and stuff like that. It showed the honor and the privilege it was just to see them. You know, and in the kingly way, do you would see them bow in respect or show um, great grace and with them and there was a good thing. So here was Jesus getting up there. But verse ten says this and when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city all the city, Jerusalem was considered to be a it was not a small thing. So all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? There was a great margin. I don't know the scripture doesn't give it how many people was but I can imagine it'd be Number of people have been able to put together, maybe thousands and per thousands and per thousands of people. Say, so who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, a prophet. They call him a prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. They call him a prophet. They didn't still understand that he was the Lamb of God. They didn't still understand that he was the one that would take away the sins of the world. They didn't understand that he was the Son of the Living God. It wasn't revealed to them to be able to see that, but he knew that he was a king. They knew that he was so special. No doubt, they had seen the different miracles or heard about the different miracles that he had performed. No doubt, they had heard about him feeding the 5,000. They had heard about him doing all these different miracles and speaking in front of the congregation and teaching and everything like that. They had heard, and no doubt, some have probably seen, and some have been witnessing, and some have been healed because of what Jesus had done. No doubt. All these things had already seen. They knew. Some of them knew. But there were still so many people they didn't know. Again, Jerusalem, or oh, that blind town, um, it was a huge place. You know, it was a huge place. His name was getting out there. He didn't have to speak his name and stuff like that. The name was being spread, even though there were times he was trying to tell, tell people, tell those he here, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. They, were, How can, they couldn't keep it to themselves. They could not keep it to themselves. And they, 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 they were in a place that they just kept on. Um, wanted to uh, know more about Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, another one comes out of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2 through 7, I believe. It says, To know wisdom and instruction, to receive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom and justice and judgment and equity, to give scepter to simple to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear. And we increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation of the words of the wise, and their doctrine, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but the fool despise wisdom and instruction. The fool despise wisdom and instruction. We should never be in a situation where the despising the, the, the instruction that God has given us. Everything has a purpose, even the instruction, you know. And, and I think it was uh, Ezekiel, I believe, one, one of the prophets, he told them to, um, uh, I, I can't get it right, but we'll probably talk about it. I think I got it in my notes somewhere. 
But he told them to do something that was crazy, you know. He told them to do something that was, that was crazy, and crazy, and he had to do it. The problem had to do it because that was instructions of it and everything, and it was to display what was going on with Israel at the time. You know what was going on? Israel, Israel needs to be reminded. They, they need a visual uh, display of what they were doing and their discipline and their lifestyle and their life with Christ at the God at that time. They needed to see. They needed to see. You know, because I don't see the, they had been warned about it, but it won't work. So he had to do an actual display. I like to say, I think um, a lot of people call it that he did a, uh, what do we call it? Like a mind ministry type of thing where he he mined with something so people, without saying a word, so people can see what he was talking about. Amen. And in Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 30, he said, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, go and tell the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Judah, will you not receive instructions since to hark into my words, said the Lord? He said, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, go and tell the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, will you not receive instructions to hearken to my words, said the Lord? God is asking all of you, will you not receive the instructions to hearken to my words? I'm trying to tell you to go right and you keep going left. I'm trying to tell you to stay straight and stand up and you keep stooping low, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, man, to, to minister and stuff like that, but you want to stand up. I mean, do you hear the instructions that God has given us, given us individually as a body of Christ? He, he said, go to the hedges and the highways and, and compare men and women to come in to the dinner table. Are we doing that? You know, are we, are we, are we getting at a point where we are beginning to teach others? Are we going about discipling others? Are we healing you know, others and stuff like that? Are we getting, having a better relationship with Jesus Christ? Are we spending time with him? And everything? all these instructions, the Bible is filled with instructions. I mean, I'm not, not talking about the, the law particularly, but I'm talking about instructions that God is requiring us to get, to do what? To get closer to him, to draw closer to him, to have a relationship, an intimacy with him. That's what he desired. Okay. Okay, Second Timothy verses Second uh, Timothy chapter three says of uh, sixteen and seventy says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for the reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness, that the man of God may that man of God may be perfect through thoroughly Thoroughly furnished until all go works. It's done that the, the all scriptures given by inspiration of God is possible for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. For instruction. For reproof, correction, and instruction. This is why we study. This is why we read the scriptures. This is why we study the scriptures. This is why we like, allow the scriptures to become an allegory, to become a, um, a meaning to us. This is why we take the word that. And we are hidden into our hearts, and we write our sin against God. This is why we have to do this. This is why we preach or teach. This is why we stand on the on the street corner and declare the wondrous works of God. This is why we even have church, you know, to glorify God, to honor Him for the building of the kingdom and everything, to edify each other, you know, you know, and everything for the gift of the Spirit, you know, for the fruit of the Spirit. This is why we do what we do. 
we don't have just have church just to go tell Sunday and dance out hallelujah and do a couple of dances and come back home and our lives haven't changed. There needs to be a change that takes place in our heart. There needs to be a change that takes place in our hearts. This is Paul said I die daily. We need to be in a place where we're in a place that we're dying daily. You know, we're dying daily. What we die from? Anything that any kind of unrighteousness that is not like us. Anything that goes against the plan that God has for us. Anything that God doesn't want for you and me. Anything and everything in God's will, leave it alone. If it's not in God's plan, step away from it. Then listen, I'm going to say something that's going to become, there may be people that may be in our lives at times that don't need to be in our lives no more. They were only supposed to be there for a season. And when the season is over, we have to be able to be in a place that we let them go, man. You know, that's one of my hardest part. I don't know how to let people go. But we have to be able to let them go. Let them go. And when the season is over, not all, not everybody. Some people are meant to be in your life. But not everybody is meant to be. And then we have to be very careful who comes into our circle, our inner circle, because some people were never, ever meant to be there from the start. Some people come in, a, in our inner circle, and they're not part of God's plan in our life. They were never, ever meant to be that part of their inner circle from the start. That's why in all these things, we have to seek Christ. With all these things, we have to seek and answer and tell God, what do you want me to do? I like the one David. I don't think I know whether I have that in here or not. But I like what David did. David um, began to ask God, Lord, should I go up to battle? Either God said, yeah, or nay, or uh, no, don't go up, or go ahead, go up, or, and get what was stolen, or whatever. He gave answers. He, he followed instructions. There's many instructions that we have to that take place, you know, that God has given us. And again, I'm not trying to base this off any kind of law, but I'm saying the, the instructions that come to the plan of God for your life, there is instructions that come with it. It's like, this is a good example, it's like, Baking or someone kind of baking a cake, and it says for best results, uh, follow the, on the cake box. It says best results follow the instructions, y'all. The worst thing to do is try to bake a cake and get the cake mixed and get everything together and put everything together. And then realize after you put the cake in the oven, realize you forgot the eggs. It's no longer a cake. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's no longer a cake. That's the worst thing to take place, man. It's no longer, it's no longer a cake. You didn't follow instructions. You missed an ingredient and stuff like that, you know. Where's that example is they have to put on the whole arm of God and they have the whole arm of God right there in front of you and, 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 and present it to you. But you refuse to put on the helmet because you figure it's too heavy, but you'll be okay. Well, where do you think the enemy is going to strike you at most? You got to want everything else to help with the helmet of salvation. He's coming for your head. And when I'm talking about your head, I'm, not, I'm talking about that thinking or the, your mental gauge or those things you think in your mindset and all that. He's coming for your mindset because you didn't have one to help yourself. It's follow instructions. Paul said, put her on the whole arm of God. He, was saying, he said, not, don't, don't leave anything. Put on all of it. Put on all of it. Put on all of it. Amen. I want to read um, one more scripture, but I think I'm going to go back. I think we still have time. It says, um, Hebekah chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon a time, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm approved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision 
here's the plan. Make it plain upon paper. Here's this the plan and the instructions, okay? That he may run that reading, for the vision is set for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak in my life. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Instruction was right to finish. Remember what was the record talking about chapter verse, um, chapter two, verse one, chapter one. He was talking about all the things that was going on all around him. That, that he called the enemies and his um, succeeding, and he did these things. He was doing horrible things to the children of Israel at that time. Things, major things were going on, and him back was one they didn't like it. So he what he his purpose of waiting. On it, on it, on it, on front of the watch. What to see on the on the tower to see what God was going to do. Okay, God, you see what they're doing. You see all the stuff that they're doing that's going on around town here. You see they they killing us and they persecuting us. And you see we got we going without. And you see they don't don't like us because we believe in you. You see all these things. He said, I'm going to stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and we'll watch to see what he will say unto me and what shall. And what I shall answer when I'm approved, I'm going to do this because I know you're coming from God. But I'm going to do this because I know you have to see. But I'm going to do this. And then God gave him instructions, simple instructions. He said, the Lord answered me. He said, write the vision. You know, you know, in other words, God, God said, in other words, I know what's going on. I see what they're doing. But I want you to write the vision. I want you to write the vision. He said, make, and when you write it, make sure you make it plain upon the table. You know, don't put nothing on the table that they can't understand, but make it plain. Make sure you're writing everything. It's, it's plain. Speak it in plain language, you know. <laughs> don't be using, I don't know, exegetical or analytical words and all that. Make it plain, okay? I'll put it in. That he may run, they read it. That he may run. When they read it, they'll start to run. They'll start to run, you know? It says, but the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it should speak and not lie. Though it tarry. This is though it tarry, the plan of God. Though it's the plan of God, maybe tarry in your life, it shall surely come. It will not tarry. Though it may seem like it tarry, wait for it. Wait for the plan of God. Wait for the plan of God, the action of God, the response of God. Wait. Wait for the outcome that God has for you. The outcome will be in your favor. Wait. Wait, I say wait. Amen. I'm going to stop there because I don't really have time to get into um, the scripture I was going to go in. Um, Kings chapter, first Kings chapter 17. We're going to do that next time around. Uh, maybe next Friday, I believe. Nope, not next Friday. Maybe next Sunday. We'll meet again to Monday. Next Friday, we have the, um, the singers ministry. Amen. We're going to do that next Sunday, amen. Amen. And um, hopefully we'll be able to get to the Pacific timing. Amen. I got a couple of scriptures in that. And I'll, of course, we got Pacific outcome. I'm not sure we'll be able to finish by next Sunday. But stay tuned, and we can continue to move on. And then I thank God for your time. I am out of time, a little early. Amen. But I don't want to hold you too long. But please go back and listen to this message over and again. And please, by all means, share. Amen. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you, God, for the specific instruction, for the plans that you have for us, God. We pray today, God, that we will begin, God, to go to those places that you have called us to be. 
God, and surround us with people that you have called to be around us, God. We need you, Holy Spirit. Again, we can't do this journey by ourselves. We give our life to you. We give this prayer to you, God, and we pray, God, that you will bless those, Lord Jesus, that need you today, that are crying out loud and seeking answers, God, that you pray, God, that you will have to, God. We pray not only for them, but we also pray, God, for those that are suffering right now, those that in Florida and those that was killed overseas, those all those kids that was killed or even the war that's going to Ukraine, God, the threats in nuclear God, we know you said that these things shall come to pass. There'll be wars and wounds and wars, God. We pray, God, continue to pray for people that are losing their life daily in every country, God. We lift up to you for those that are being persecuted for your name, sake, God. We pray for them that they may not get we worry well done, God. We pray for those that have a zeal for the things of God. We pray for the missionaries, the evangelists, the prophets, the apostles, the teachers, the pastors, God, the leadership of the church, the fivefold ministry, the leadership of the church, God. We pray in God that we may begin to repent of anything and everything that we're doing that's contrary to your will and for your plan that you have for us. So we begin, God, to, to repent and that we revive unto you, God. We pray that you don't take us out, God, but allow us, God, to repent. And through ourselves with the mercy seat of you, Lord Jesus, that we might begin to preach sound doctrine to, to the people of God, God. That we might be true and worship be your spirit and the truth, God. That we might remember, God, what our calling is, God, and be obedient to what you've called us to do. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you more than ever today. Come into our life, God. Break down every idol and cast out every soul. Begin to speak life and not death into our lives, God. The people that need you, Lord Jesus. We pray for those that don't even know you as the Lord and Savior. But we pray, God, that you will begin, God, to show them you who you are. Show them your grace and your mercy, God. Show them the Christ, Lord Jesus, that we pray for them, even at the cross. Even at the cross. We will forever give you all the glory, all the praise. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Don't forget you can listen to this in its entirety probably in a few minutes. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Amen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.